um, don't have a whole lot of time, but we'll we'll touch uh, briefly. We said um, one through four. We're not going to go back. You guys remember those reasons why we don't seek God if we're not really saved. We're not going to have a desire. What else? Remember the um, Mary and Martha too busy. We talked about that. And then we're back into Hebrews now. We talked about the hindrances and the sins that can get us from seeking the Lord. We're running this race. So now we're on to number five, um, which is the trials of life, which we talked about two weeks ago. And it fits exactly into with what we've heard from Jeremy and Kim. The trials of life can cause us to lose heart, to give up and not persevere. Hebrews 12... I'll read that for us. Therefore, 12, 1 through 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have, and you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son." Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we all have had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed." All right, so we're going through Hebrews 12, 1 through 12, talking about why we don't seek God. We talked the weights, the sins. Now we're under the trials of life. And we talked about the race we're running, right? Is the race we're running to all be a missionary? No. It's a byproduct of the race. What's the race we're running? From Philippians 3... To know him and to become like him. So through all you heard in that story, you can probably look into your own lives and see where God has used trials to do that. To reveal who he is. He's faithful. He's going to take care of you. Right? To show how good God is. You're getting to know God through the trials rather than, hey, here's your money, go serve. So that's not necessarily God. God's way. He's interested in us knowing him and then becoming like him. Okay? That's the race we're on. Everybody's race is a little different. 
We're not competing against each other, but we have to run as a, such a way to win the prize, as we talked about in Corinthians. And it's God-ordained race that we're all on. So why would someone lose heart along the race? Why would the Covers lose heart? Our focus why? isn't on her. Right. It's, we can, difficult. it's hard, right? Yeah, you don't see results. There's no results. What the heck? I'm serving God, aren't I? And I'm not getting any support. Hey, I've lived my good life, God. Why are you doing this to me? You should be protecting me. Didn't you say in all those scriptures, I'll be blessed if I obey you? Not the way I consider blessed, the way he considered blessed, for an eternal reward, not a temporal, although that sometimes comes with it. Yes? Jesus can see the eternal, but he's still man. So I wonder how that worked. But it says, "Who for the joy set before him." Right. So he's going through this, and he still has the joy. And that's what—that's the last point we're going to get to today is seeing the end result. And we've got a story here to show us. We get a glimpse of the end result. So we can lose heart. It's hard. It's difficult. There's no results. I want to give up. It might be much easier for me if I do this. Much more wisdom, earthly, to do this. But all the while, we have to remember the purpose. The purpose of our life isn't a bigger paycheck, a better job, ease, comfort, and pleasure, a bigger house. That may be a byproduct, but that's not the purpose. If you're living for that purpose, you'll be disappointed over and over and over again. The purpose is to know Him, and what's going on in our life is happening so we can know Him, so we can become like Him. He loves us so much that He's willing to put hardship in your life to change you so you can see him and become like him. That's how much he loves us. His timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. He Not knows ours. very different from ours. And usually he calls us to wait yes. and persevere. R- Romans 8 says, you know, when we live the other way by for the flesh, that leads, <coughs> that leads to death. So, you know, wh- mm-hmm. whoever dies with the most toys loses right. every time. Right. <laughs> and... And the opposite is, when you live for the Spirit, mm-hmm. it's life and peace. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what everyone really wants? Right. You know, when they buy yeah. the other car, and it, no, mm-hmm. that's what we really want. Absolutely. So anything that we're acquiring outside of the will of God will turn to ashes, will be death. We don't want to acquire, I don't want anything outside of the will of God. Um, so how can we persevere? We set our focus on Christ. And if you, that's why it's so important, and Gina and I went round and round together, because we're always challenged. Well, God doesn't speak to you. It's not necessarily audible. And fortunately, it's not, because we have to keep seeking Him. He speaks to our spirit. He speaks to us through the Word. He speaks to us through other people. And He affirms His purposes and plans. If you take the time, and you're submitting yourself, purifying yourself, seeking God, saying, God, what do you want me to do? I want to glorify you. That's the bottom line. Show me. You take the time and listen. And while you're listening, he's purifying you. He's clearing up all the crud in your eyes so you can see him. He will show you what he wants you to do. Then you'll have the faith, the power to withstand the turmoil, the tortures of life, and persevere. When you take the time, sit before him, and he confirms to your spirit this is what I want you to do, you will withstand. 
And some things are clear. They're in the Word of God. I mean, some things are very clear. Um, but other things are not. I decided, you know, after fair and fast, fasting, God impressed that he wanted me to be a physician. Well, I applied and didn't get in. Applied and didn't get in. And all the while I'm thinking, what? What's going on here? But I knew my calling so I could persevere. And I knew he was changing my heart to prepare me to be the physician he wanted me to be, to prepare me to be a missionary in what I do, rather than jumping and jumping and jumping, letting him purify and prune. And there's a time to move. I'm not saying there's not. But I think far too often we hate the pain. Ooh, this doesn't feel good. I want out quick. You see it in relationships. You see it in jobs, children and parents. And, and God is saying, no, I'm purifying your heart. This is good. This is good. This is what I'm doing to make you the person you are so you can see me better. So we can't give up. We can't lose heart. Um, if we fix our eyes on him. I had a good story and I'm, I'm going to about fixing, fixing our eyes on the Father. So the other day, um, my daughter and I were out in the garage. And she was by the door to come into the garage. And I was sitting at the door to leave our house. I think I was putting on my shoes or something. And here's this big spider. And my daughter hates bugs and hates spiders. And she is like freaking out because of this spider, paralyzed. She's looking at the spider. She moves a little bit. The spider moves. (laughs) And she is just like screaming. I'm sure the whole block heard her. And I'm like, Mia, look at daddy. Look at daddy. I didn't want to go get her. I didn't want to go get her because I hate reinforcing the fear. But so just keep your eyes on Daddy. Look at Daddy. I'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, and when she turned her eyes and saw me, you could just see some energy. You know, and she didn't like tiptoe by. She like sprinted by that spider, <laughs> but she took her eyes off of the spider onto her father, and she could go through it. You know, it's a simple analogy, but that's life. We're looking at everything that's so awful. Oh, I can't hate this. I can't bear up under this. This is miserable. God, why would you do this to me? Instead of focusing on the Father, how good he is, how loving. He's sovereign over man and mankind. He knows what I'm going through. It's got to be good for me. And we move towards him. We're focused on him, not the world and the problems. So that's a key. Keep our focus on the Lord. Um, Number two, we needed to stay in the word, right? He says this, have you forgotten the word of encouragement? The word's going to encourage us. If we're leaving the word, it's going to be hard, guys. We're trying to do it on our own, trying to figure out the problems on our own. Not going to work. We need to be focused on the word. What does the word do for us? Why is it so important? Because... He mentioned, he alluded, the world is going to tell us one thing. Our flesh is going to tell us one thing. The only thing that can combat that is the word of God, the truth. So we stay in the word and surround ourselves, yes, by people who are in the word. But it's critically important. We need the influence of the word of God. If we're going to stay focused and not give up, we need to remember the word of encouragement. We need the truth of the word of God filling our heart and mind. Um... Because our flesh is shouting the world. I remember when I was failing to get into medical school, everybody around, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? They're getting all impatient and upset. You know, just do this and do this. And I'm like, no. I'm going to keep, tell God changes my heart. This is the way I'm going. Um, So 
again, we have to keep our eyes fixed on him. Being in the word is our primary way we fix our eyes on him. Um, we, we, we went into that, so I'm not going to go into There's so much to say about that. Number three, we said submit our wills to him. What does it mean to submit? What does it mean to submit? She wants her mommy. <laughs> She's fixed on her mommy, right? Or he is, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so why do we need to submit? Why do we need to submit? What does that mean? I think it's not only laying it down, but it's being obedient to what, mm-hmm. what you're told to do. Mm-hmm. Right, so we've been given a call, or... or we're being obedient to that call. In order to be obedient to that call, especially if we're going to obey with joy, like in our children, if they still have their own will but they obey, there's tension, right? <sighs> Fine. And off they go and do it. But when we're submitted and surrendered, we die to ourself. It's whatever the Father wants. You want me to stay in this um, pain, sorrow keep raising funds three more years, fine that's what you want I'll do it I remember being in basketball and ready to give up after my third year in college after my second year saying I'm going to give up I don't need this, I don't care I don't need to play basketball and it's a silly thing but at the time you know, basketball was a big part of my life and the Lord's confirming no because I knew the call he had given me I said okay God you want me to go through another year I'll go through it and it was probably perhaps one of the worst years of my life um, as far as basketball not spiritual growth but at the end of it I got to transfer out play at a better school and end up playing professionally but I could have easily given up I wanted to give up my flesh wanted to give up I don't need this it's ridiculous I've got an engineering job lined up Rockwell International Newport Beach Right there, I'm good to go. They wanted me. They were telling me, come on. You know, but I knew the calling God had given. So um, submitting my will, submitting our will is critical to not losing heart. He knows what's best. And I said this last time, if you remember, that this is required because it's the key to unleashing the Holy Spirit to do his work in our life. When we submit... That unleashes the power of the Holy Spirit to do his work in our life. Um, we, like our Savior, are called to die. Die to the things of the world, things of our flesh. The thing is, we get so much more in return. The life, the peace, that's what follows it. Death um, to our soul. And we move on, and I'm, it's crazy because I'm just reviewing. We get to our last point, which I probably can't go into, but... Um, it's, criti- it's critical because he says this about Jesus. So he says, the word of encouragement, you get down here, he says, how much more should we submit to the Father? Um, but we have to be able to see. If we're going to endure the trials and the hardships. We have to see what's happening. We have to see the end result. He says, um, endure hardship as discipline. Okay, so whatever hardship you're going through, we have to see it as discipline. God's disciplining us. Um, our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they saw thought, or they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. End result, holiness. 
No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. It hurts. I don't like it. It's painful. But looking later on, however, later on, remember, most that's the way the Lord works. It's usually not immediate. It's going to be later on. What does it do? It produces a harvest of righteousness. So inwardly we're becoming holy. Outwardly our actions are becoming righteous. And peace. There's a peace by those who have been trained by it. We can go through it and not be trained by it. We can miss the blessing. We have to let ourselves be trained by it. Um, I wish I could go on because this is great stuff um, and it's life because we all go through one form of hardship. We've been through it. And if we don't give up, God will do amazing things in our life. And they're not things of the world. They're the things of the Spirit of God within us, changing us, making us like Him. And they have an eternal weight, like you were reading. I mean, this is for eternity. How much more do we want the eternal rewards of the Father rather than ease, comfort, and pleasure here? You know, So it, it is by those who have been trained by it, later on we must persevere um, so we'll talk about the results and and I'll just end by saying God will break our wills if you love him and he loves you you know just like we have to do it to our children but he'll never crush us you see the difference He's not going to crush us to the point where we can't endure. He's going to break our wills. And the quicker we submit, probably the less the pain. But if you submit to him, you surrender, you allow that breaking process, he will produce an amazing fruit of righteousness. He's not out to crush you. He's a good and loving father. Like you were saying with your children, you know, there's a balance. We can't crush their spirit, but their spirit has to be broken. So he loves us, and all this is for good. It's for our good and his glory. Um, and I'll, we'll talk about it next time. I, I, um, it's amazing the ministry. Think of, think of the Covers. Think of your life like what Holly was saying. It's just your life is a testimony. You know what I mean? Just going through the problems, the pain, the hardship becomes a testimony I think of the Metzlers and what they went through I mean the world can't deny something different when you're facing hardship and you're going forward and you're praising God and you're becoming more like him I mean talk about training for the mission field you are a light without saying many things so this is producing glory to God all right, well, I will close us in prayer. I went a little bit over here. We'll get you to service. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, how grateful we are for your wisdom. God, that you know our hearts so well. You know how to arrange in your sovereignty the things of this life. To take away, to remove those things in us that aren't of you. To make us like your son. God, you are so good. Help us to realize that the pain, the heartache, the suffering is good. It's 
it's allowed by you, it's got to be good, Father. We know you'll help us endure. Your grace will be sufficient. God, and in the end, we want you to be glorified by our lives. That at the end of our life, Lord, we might, others might say, our life, his life, her life glorified God. We can't do it, but we lay down everything so that you may do it. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Sorry, guys, it's a little.